Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Sandwich Islands Network podcast, where we give you a taste of contemporary Hawaii in music and programming. We are local transplants living in Southern California who have moved from our island home and have brought with us the local flavor and vibe of the islands. Kaden, you ready? Here we go with another episode of the Samridge Islands Network Podcast. This is the Sandwich Islands Network. V93FM is the Sandwich Islands Network.com. V93FM.com. Aloha. on the Sandwich Island Network radio show with the Sin crew here and um Kumi has been quite active. I mean, she, yes. she's been wanting to have her say yeah. in, in the show, and we welcome that because, uh, after all, you know, without her... Everybody pitches in. That's right. You know, that's that's right. right. Absolutely. Television has been uh, such a huge part of our uh, culture, and it has molded um, many of us in terms of um, uh, entertainment, music, mm-hmm. and film, uh, and... You know, I come from a time in which we had no television when I was growing up um, as, a, as a, a grade school and going up. Actually, I never really had television until I was like in, in uh, junior high school, like a seventh, eighth grade when Are we moved kidding? to the city. No, mm-hmm. we, never, we, we barely had radio on the North Shore. I was brought up on the North Shore of That's Ohio. right, because you was up country. I, I was definitely. And we lived in the valley, so no signals at mm-hmm. all, man. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> remember that. TV antennas on top oh, yeah. of the roofs, man. So I had an auntie that lived in Wahiwa. And on the weekends, we'd go up for a visit, like an overnighter. And that was like, woo, <laughs> television, man. Watch TV. Yeah. And then when we moved into the city, when I was uh, in uh, you know, intermediate, uh, boy, that was um, um, Dick Clark American Bandstand. I remember that. Woo, ba-da-da-da-da. Right, he was the perennial teenager. The guy never changed. And yeah, he always looked the same. He yeah? did. Everybody thought he was a vampire because he never aged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Clark, the American teenage vampire. Man, yeah. you know? But uh, you look back now on American Bandstand. The kids all had the guys all had ties. Yeah. The girls all, you know, um, uh, it was a whole different, a whole different time, man. Yeah, man. What was your TV, favorite TV show there, uh, Dan? Mine was, uh, see, I can see it in black and white. You uh-huh. know? Ed Sullivan show. Oh. You know, he'd introduce all of these, these new groups. And I remember when he introduced the Beatles, man. Yeah, interesting. So that would be, that was like what? 64. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah, sixty mid sixties. Yeah, yeah. What, what what did you think? I mean, people were screaming and whatever. Oh, for the no, no, that was the group that I remember in high school. I don't know. Do you remember? We we would wear those beetle boots. Yeah, but you know, in my in my <laughs> school, uh, you had to either be Rolling Stones or Beatles. Yeah. You, you couldn't be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was I was a Rolling Stone guy. Well, we were the Beatles. Oh, were you? Yeah. Well, I was the class above you. Yeah, but wimpy though. Because the Stones were the street guys, man. The Stones were the toughies, man. Yeah. You know? Huh? What do really? you think? Yeah. No? You, you, you thought the Beatles were like... Uh, no, Beatles I, or Stones? What, Timmy? What? No, no. It was Beatles or Beach Boys. 
Oh, that's true. The Beach Boys were. Beach, Beach Boys, Boys were yeah, man. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought it was Beatles or Elvis. Well, no, Elvis was one. before the Beatles. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Elvis was a king. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... Ed Sullivan show for you there, Dan. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, mm-hmm. American Bandstand for me. Um, Melissa, did you have a TV show kind of that you you like watching as a kid um, growing up? I don't know. I I'm not like I, I don't really watch TV now, mm. um, but I, I have memories of of TV shows. Like I used to always watch The Brady Bunch after school. Gidget. Mm-hmm. I think Gidget was probably like my favorite TV show because I think I saw every episode and. Every movie, and you know, I wanted a boyfriend like Moon Doggy. Yeah, Gidget Gidget was definitely um, a chick show, man. It was definitely, (laughs) it was, it was, it was, it really really was. In fact, the gal that the Gidget character was uh, patterned after, she still lives here in Southern California. Really? Oh, that must be why. I have that that connection to the surfer chick. Yeah, I I don't know what her name is, but her nickname was Gidget, if I'm not mistaken. It was a cross between girl and midget because she was really small, very petite. Mm-hmm. So that's where the term Gidget came from. She wasn't, uh, you know, and they said, you know, she was like, uh, she was tiny, like a, I know it's politically incorrect, but like a midget. <laughs> but she was also a girl, so it was yeah. Gidget. Girl midget. You're yeah. making this up now, aren't no, you? No, sir, I'm not. No, he's it, not. He's not. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you couldn't say little people. You know, it, it would be a different Gidget, name. Gidget, huh? It was Gidget. That's how that came about. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So your show then, Timmy, was... Hawaiian Eye. Hawaiian Eye. Oh, Ponce. Yeah. Yeah. Ponce. I don't yeah. remember that, to be honest. And, and Just because I, I watched Gidget doesn't mean that I'm older. <laughs> Just uh, wanted to clear that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, um, that, that's my ego talking. I'll go away now. Oh, <laughs> I'll go away. Yeah. I'll go away. Okay, but tell me about this Hawaiian Eye. Because I, I met Ponce Ponce, but... I actually have never seen this Hawaiian. Hawaiian show. I, it was like uh, the the uh, the Hawaiian version of Seventy Seven Sunset Strip. It was the uh, 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 detectives. You know, they worked with the police, but the police didn't like them. But they would go and get the bad guys, and they'd run on the beaches, and then all the cute girls wouldn't be. A- Connie Stevens was on there, mm-hmm. and it, oh. oh baby, baby. <laughs> so they were like private. They were private eyes. Private yeah, they were detectives. private yeah. eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. why yeah. Hawaiian eyes. So Hawaii. they so they were private eyes, and they would take on cases, and they would always have contacts with the police department, you know, to get information. And the Ponce Ponce character um, was a taxi driver, right. and he was related to everybody. So he provided the comic relief. And also, he would say, oh, I got a cousin over here that can help me do this, or I got a cousin over here. He was related to everybody. Yeah, and he knew other places to eat, too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even way back then, everything went back to food, you know? Yeah. yeah. Ponce Ponce, an iconic character in uh, television history, um, coming from uh, the Big Island, actually, mm-hmm. Ohala side, lives in Southern California, um, and... Um, Talking to uh, his wife Sherry several weeks ago, I'm not um, not feeling that well, and so it'd be really really great if our listeners would just uh, send some good thoughts, uh, Ponce Ponce's way there as he uh, he's um, in his 80s at this point, but uh, a funny funny guy, lots of lots of great very energy. talented talented plays a whole bunch of instruments too. I mean, does he does, and he had a lot of uh, he did a lot of impersonations, you know, 
celebrities during his time. Mm-hmm. Just he could put on a whole show just by himself. We do have Ponce Ponce music that we do play, and we also have a great interview mm-hmm. that we do play on the Samaj Island Network Radio. And um, we should we should do that um, um, yeah. at this time as well. Sure. Why what, what don't we pull up right now an interview with Ponce Ponce? Hey, Kamaka. Sir. You know, there was a book recently published, Hawaiians in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And in it, it was interesting. They said um, this migration from the island started in the, well, before the 50s, but most of the of the uh, thrust was in the 50s and and beyond that. And they listed as, as the economic factors, you know, jobs and what have you. Uh, that attracted locals up here. One of the industries was the entertainment industry. And our next caller here was the forerunner for all locals coming out. And here he is, Ponce Ponce. Ponce. Hey. <laughs> How you guys doing? Hey, thank you for calling and taking the time, Ponce. We enjoy it. Any time for you guys, bro. Hey. Hey, you know what, Ponce? I, I want you to tell us and our listening audience about how you got started up here. You know, when you, you know, when was it that you came up to L.A.? And what, uh-huh. what motivated you to get into the entertainment industry back then? Uh, well, you got about three days, <laughs> 48 hours, because I got a long story. Tell us the, anyway, be- tell us the beginning. Started, anyway, it started in the army. Really? Hmm. Well, you know, I was born in Maui, raised on a big island, you know, uh, never had any uh, vocal training or musical training, but the army got me going when I was, while I was stationed in Germany. I was singing in nightclubs. So Johnny Ray was big at that time. I'm sure a lot of the young generation don't know who Johnny Ray is, but he was... One of the biggest uh, uh, stars, he sang Cry. Yeah, yeah. So, in the nightclub, <clears throat> stinking drunk, me singing, impersonating Johnny Ray, doing Cry. <laughs> From then on, I told myself, if I can impersonate Johnny Ray, I can impersonate other singers. So then came Louis Armstrong, then I started to impersonate uh, Elvis Presley. Then, 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 after I got out of the army, I went back home. And back home, when I said back home, back home to the big island. Mm. And then there was a talent contest in, in Kohala. I'm sure you uh, you remember, uh, oh, what the hell was his name? Anyway, he was the MC. Dick Clark? Uh, Dick Clark, no, wait. Lucky Luck. Lucky Luck. You're going to oh. help me because I'm going to celebrate... 50 years plus 30. I'm going to be 80 pretty soon. Please don't work too good. You better sure? come help me on this. Now, there was a contest in Koala, and Lucky Luck was the MC, and I won the contest. So uh, the prize was to go to Honolulu and entertain on his show. 
Lucky Luck television show. Yeah. So I did, and there was some American entertainers on there. And they told me, hey, kid, you got some possibilities. <laughs> Why don't you go to the mainland and, you know, and try out showbiz? So I, I, I asked my mom, I told mom, I'm going to the mainland. I'm going to go into show business. My mom told no, 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 no. You stay right here. Right, I build a house right next to mine. And then you raise your family and you work here and stay in the island. I said, no, 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 no. I got I to gotta try it. So to make the long story short, I came to the mainland. What what year was what year was this? Bob? That was 1955. All right. And I I, I didn't know anybody, so I, I I came to LA. I said, where do I go from here? To make the long story short, now there was an amateur show at uh, at a burlesque joint called the Yoke Club. That was on Weston and Florence. Mm. Now Monday night there was like 15, 20 entertainers there. I won the contest, all right? The prize was given one week's engagement for $42.50 a week. <laughs> I ended up staying there for a whole year. But, of course, they gave me a little raise. But now uh, that's where I've learned my trade, working in a burlesque joint. So the guys would come and say, hey, get off the stage, bring on the broad. Give him the hook. Really hard and learn my trade. And from working in the, at the York Club, went, went to another burlesque joint called the Flamingo Club. That was way back way in Anaheim. Oh. Then went back to the York Club again. Then I told myself, I got to improve myself. So I went to Ben Blues. That's Ben Blues in Santa Monica, a, a famous nightclub there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I worked there. I sang there for about six months. And producers from Warner Brothers were there. Mm-hmm. And they had, in, they had in mind to do, uh, well, they, had, they already had uh, 77 Sunset Strip in progress. So they thought of doing a Y&I. Mm-hmm. So they looked at me and they said, hey, that would be a great idea. So what they, so what they did, they told me, Bunsy, come to the studio at Warner Brothers, and we'll talk it over." I thought they were joking, so I didn't go. But they called me, and I thought you guys must be joking. They said no. So I went to Warner Brothers studio. I walked in the office, and there was like about six, seven hunchos there. But the main huncho was Bill Orr, who was Jack. Jack Warner's son-in-law, and he was the head of the Warner Brothers studio there. So he told me, come in, kid. And he asked me, uh, what is your name? I told my name is Ponciano Ponce. He looked at me, and he said, from now on, your name is Ponce Ponce. Just like that, he changed my name. And from then on, I used Ponce Ponce. And he told me, uh, Ponce, sing a couple songs. So I did impressions. And right there and then he said, here's a, here's a seven-year contract. How you like that? I was, I was given a contract on a silver platter. Wow. And then on, what's that? No, go ahead, Ponce. 
from then on, I, I did Hawaiian Eye there on, on, at, at Warner Brothers Studio. Actually, I, I stayed there six years, and the show ran for five years, and I had one more year left, and I had a personal manager whose name was Joe Shribman. He handled Mel Tomei, he handled Rosemary Clooney, and I. Now, that's big time. <laughs> then I, I had William Morris, and William Morris came after me, and I signed with William Morris. I guess, you know, William Morris is one of the biggest agencies you can ever uh, talk about. So I felt as though I was in good company. Now, I had one more year on my contract with Warner Brothers, so William Morris went to Warner Brothers and told them, let Ponce out of his contract because he's ready for nightclub. That I got out of my contract and traveled all over the country. Well, I, I, I've been all over the world for like at least half a dozen times. Name the places I've been there doing nightclubs. And, and that's what I really enjoy. And I felt as though that's what I was meant to do, working in nightclub, you know, entertaining live audience. Aloha, Ponce. This is Kamaka. How good to hear you. Um, hey, Kamaka. What's up? You know what, what we're going to do? We're going to take a little break right now. Please hang on. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to hear more of the Ponce Ponce story. And Ponce, I wanted to share some music um, that you have from the CD that you shared with me. One of the one of the classics of um, Hapa Hauli music is What's the Matter, You? Well, that was done in 1960. That was... That was all Hawaiian music. And I must confess, I don't want to do Hawaiian songs because there's so many good Hawaiian singers. <laughs> and I, I, they make me look so bad that I had to sing English songs. <laughs> and the reason I do English songs because I, I travel all the world. If I sing Hawaiian songs, Alright, here we go, here we go with a hapahole. What's the matter you, Ponsi Ponce? Down Waikiki, looking around. Oh, aha, you betcha I know. Me catchy you, kissy kissy with another guy. So today, pretty I got. You too much hoo-hoo for me Asamara you rest night You no come see papa sang I think so you no like me no more You too much like another boy Another girl she like me too she number one, good looking, too much aroha. Goodbye. Goodbye. One day, no, maybe you be solid. No, can pull a mool over eyes. Me too much smart. Me catch on you. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. You thinking me fool, waiting all around? <laughs> Pretty kumu on beach. Me no care if you cry. Me no forgive. 
あそごめんなさいあそまだゆらしないゆのかましいパパさんあいてんかそいゆのらいきみのもゆとまちらいなだぼいなだげるしらいきみとシナモアングルルキントゥマチアロハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ Tell our audience about this letter of appreciation that you once got from Herbert Hoover. Well, I did a show for Herbert Hoover, and I must, I must say I did a show for four presidents. For,、uh, for President, well, ex President Hoover, I did a show for、uh, President Nixon, and I did a show for、uh, President Reagan, and I did a big show in Vegas for. Who was going to be a future president? Robert Kennedy. I, I, thought,、uh, I thought that was such a,、uh, a great thing for me to do. And then the letter it, it, that you've seen from Herbert Hoover, I, I have that plastered on my wall there. And an autograph of、uh, Kennedy plastered on my wall. And of course, a book from uh, 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 Richard. Richard Nixon. And my wall is full of、uh, pictures with entertainers. Th- you also work with Elvis Presley, huh? Yeah, I did a movie with Elvis Presley、uh, called Speedway. We spent 14 weeks at uh, uh, MGM Studio, and it was fun working with Elvis and Nancy Sinatra. It was a ball. I've never seen anybody so. <laughs> So cool, man. And that's Elvis. Elvis is one of the coolest guys I ever met. Yeah. Did you,、uh, did you teach him any of the moves that you had, Ponce? No, no, no. He was teaching me. <laughs> no, no. Speaking of karate, he was practicing on his four golfers. You know, he has his entourage. But speaking of karate, I was one of the first here. I was one of the first.、Uh, To open karate schools in LA. I had a karate school here. I've had, I had a lot of the actors come to my school, you know, and、uh, don't mind my voice. My voice is really, really, after I got my, my,、uh, my, my heart attack, I kind of lost my voice. So you got to kind of excuse my voice right now. But other than that, I, I think my main, uh, 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 excitement in show business is doing a commercial with my favorite singer, Bing Crosby. And, and Danny, I'm sure you've seen the picture on the wall with、uh, Bing Crosby and I. Yes. I don't mind me、uh, bragging about you know, all these celebrities, but Bing Crosby was my idol since I was a little kid. And me doing a commercial with him. Oh, there was something else, you know. And guys like Sinatra and Sammy Davis and Dean Martin, who with Sammy Davis I did a couple shows with. And,、uh, you know, like I say, 
for a local boy from Hawaii. <laughs> hey, hey, what more can I ask? Working with big celebrities like that, you know. As far as my career is concerned, uh, it, it's coming to an end. But I had a good run. I had a good run since I was 21 years old, and now I'm going to be 80 years old, and I'm still doing it. That's the truth, Ponce. And you know what? I just wanted our listeners to hear you tell some of your story because we don't ever want to forget, you know, people like yourself that paved the way for all the others coming after you. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time this morning, Ponce, for calling well, in. Right now, I must say, as soon as I get back to health again, I want to go back doing shows. And as far as doing shows is concerned, I do a lot of charity shows for the Asian people. When I say Asian people, you know, we're talking about Hawaii, Filipino, Korean, whatever it is. And I, and I must confess, I don't charge them. Right now, I feel as though I was given the talent and now for me to give back to my people. So anytime you guys want to show... Give Kamaka a call or give me a call and get in, get in touch, and I'll be more than glad to come over and do a show for you guys. You know, Ponzi, you, um, just just a, just a, on, a, on a personal note, what a pleasure it is to work with you. You and I worked together in Las Vegas um, on oh, some yeah, of your yeah, that shows. Was fun. Oh, so much fun! And on, a, on just on a personal note, we we are praying for your complete and thorough recovery. We know you've had those health issues as well, but the entire crew here uh, have so much respect for you, and we want to, uh, on behalf of the Sin crew here with uh, with Dan and Uncle Clinton and the rest of the crew, we thank you so much for uh, sharing part of your story with us and we uh, always will be keeping uh, in touch with you and make sure that you're doing okay give our love to sherry and uh, your ohana over there and we're going to complete yeah. this segment right now there ponzi with uh, another one of your songs which is a cockeyed mare of kanakakai so uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a little bit of a taste of ponzi ponce and with that we say uh, mahalo ponce and thank you so much god bless you my friend someday when i feel better i'm gonna surprise you guys and walk in the office oh. and bring some uh uh, some malasada and some all kind of Filipino food down there. We would love it, Pons. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure we'll stay in touch. You take care, my friend. God bless. One was for this and the other for that. All the people shouted as he went by. He was the cockeyed mayor of Kamakai. He was just a lazy Malahini Howley boy. All the girls went crazy to share his fish and poi. He wore a lay and he wore a smile. He drank a gallon of oak to make life worthwhile. All the people shouted as he went by. He was the cockeyed mayor of Kaunakakai. The horse he rode was so skinny, a broken down old female. So he placed the green panini right under that horse's tail. He made her jump and he made her fly All over the island of Molokai You can hear all the kanis and wahinis cheer As they gave him a lay of a picaneer Now you've heard my story About the mayor of Kaunakukai In all his fame and glory On the island of Molokai He wore a mau and a coconut hat 
One was for this and the other for that. All the people shouted as he went by. He was the cockeyed male cow and guy. The horse he rode was so Sadly, Ponce Ponce, who played the wisecracking cab driver on the 1960s ABC detective series Hawaiian Eye, the first network series to be set in the 50th state, passed away in July of 2013. A native of the island of Maui also appeared opposite Elvis Presley in the movie The Speedway in 1968. Ponce was 80 years old. We remember Ponzi very fondly as a great friend and a consummate entertainer, and he left behind wonderful music we can still enjoy. Just arrive in town, call on Kim, I'll show you around. Well, there's no place like Hawaii. If you got the taxi fare, I will take you anywhere. Well, there's no place like Hawaii. Those Hawaiian eye fools make you hunger. Make you wish that you were ten years younger It's a thrill you can't explain What a spot to raise some cane For there's no place like Hawaii On the move, there's no better guy to prove that there's no place like Hawaii. To be in the social swing, visit Waikiki with Kim, or there's no place like Hawaii. If you want to hold your honey near. I won't peek into that rear view mirror Like the songs Hawaiians play I can drive your cares away For there's no place like Hawaii For there's no
<laughs> Mahalo for listening to another episode of the Sandwich Islands Network podcast. You know, you can catch us on our Sandwich Islands Network Facebook page, on Twitter, Instagram, and on V93FM.com, the Sandwich Islands Network internet radio station, V93FM.com. That's right, 24-7. Easy on the ears, good for the soul, where aloha happens. All right. Aoi ho. See you next time.